You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today I'm going to share a couple of stories with you from our newest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, My Wonderful Wacky Family. These hilarious stories about other people's relatives will make you laugh out loud, and they'll focus you on your own wacky but wonderful relatives and all your own family stories. So today's stories are about a couple of families sitting around doing tastings. In one case, they're tasting hot peppers, and in the other, they're tasting pickles. And the pickle story happens to be about my own family. But let's start with Pepper Roulette by Gwen Cooper, who tells us that she was visiting her grandparents and extended family in Michigan for the first time in a decade, and she was admiring her uncle's garden, which included rows and rows of Hungarian wax peppers. And her uncle said to her, it's about time for a pepper fry. So Gwen didn't know what one of those was, and she was in for quite an experience. She says, Next thing I knew, he had retrieved the deep fryer from the garage and had plugged it in on the back porch, warming up and getting ready to fry up some peppers. We all went out together and picked a bucket full of peppers. By the time we had picked them and placed them in the bucket, the fryer was ready. We dropped them in one by one, and my great-aunt Shirley had a serving plate out and waiting for them. Then her uncle explained that eating peppers was like Russian roulette. Some would be very hot, and some wouldn't be, and you never knew which kind you would get. So everyone sat around the big wooden table in the backyard, equipped with beer to wash down the peppers and cool down any mouths that might end up on fire. And everything went fine for Gwen until her third pepper, and then her mouth started burning but she wasn't going to let on to anyone else how uncomfortable she was. She went ahead and chose a fourth pepper, and luckily that one was mild. And she says, As I looked around, I saw the rest of my family members silently suffering and doing the same. A drip of sweat ran down the cheek of my second cousin, and tears were in Uncle Gary's eyes. It was quite apparent that everyone was suffering from the fire of one pepper or more on their plate, but no one said a word about it. We continued eating fried peppers for hours that evening, drinking beers in an attempt to put out the fire. All right, so my story in Chicken Soup for the Soul, My Wonderful Wacky Family, occurs on a cold February day when my husband and I were staying at his sister's home on Long Island, and his brother and sister-in-law from Michigan were visiting too. 
And none of us felt like going out or even leaving our seats around the kitchen table. And then somehow the conversation turned to pickles, specifically bread and butter pickles, and how my brother-in-law Fred thought B&G pickles were by far the best of breed. None of our grown kids were around. It was just us somewhat lazy, cold-diverse, empty nesters, free to do what we wanted without judgment from the 20-somethings. And Bill and I had just stayed at a resort in Pennsylvania that prides itself on its wine list, and we had ordered flights of wines each night, and we had written down our tasting notes, and I had been really proud of myself for guessing the right Robert Parker wine scores for the three wines each night, and I decided that I did indeed have a sophisticated palate. Anyway, it turned out that Fred's favorite B&G bread and butter pickles were sometimes hard to find, so my sister-in-law Denise had brought home what he felt were inferior brands over the past few months. They had four brands of bread and butter pickles in the pantry, and we had nothing better to do, so I suggested we test Fred and see if he could really pick out his prized B&G pickles from the four brands. Denise, being an organized person, set up a blind taste test for the five of us. She gave us each four little piles of pickles on a plate labeled A, B, C, and D on small pieces of paper, and we set up categories to evaluate just like a wine tasting. Color, crunch, which was not wine, cut, taste, and nose. And I was hoping that Fred would get it right because he's a very competitive guy and hates to lose. And then the tasting began. So my brother-in-law, Stephen, who has a PhD in physics and worked as a safety engineer at GM and Ford for decades, took a very analytical approach, numerically based, and he assigned values to our five criteria. And his winner was Pickle C with 11 points, and his loser was Pickle D. His wife, Mary, used a more narrative approach. She wrote comments for each of the four contenders. She found Pickle B to have good crunch but a slightly more vinegary taste. She guessed that the B&G pickles were pickle C and found they were not as crunchy as others and had an off taste. She's super nice, so she said, well, I didn't pick a best. I guess she didn't want to insult anyone. But under duress, she admitted that she liked pickle D the most. Now, my husband, Bill, Mr. CEO, cut right to the chase. All he said was, A equals 5, B equals 4, C equals 6, and D equals 3. So he chose Pickle C as the best, just like his brother Stephen. Then Denise read my tasting notes aloud. I characterized Pickle A as too pale a green color with an awful taste. I said it was a poor excuse for a pickle. I said that Pickle B had a weird taste with extra spice. I said that Pickle D was the best example of a bread and butter pickle. And pickle C, I said, smelled like swamp odor and had a weird aftertaste. And then it was Fred's turn. Fred honed in on his favorite B&G pickles, saying they were pickle C. But he blew it when he described pickle D as Mount Olive Yuck, which is what we discovered when Denise pulled the dish towel off the four contenders and we learned that pickle A was Mount Olive, B was Vlasic, C was indeed B&G, and D was Stop and Shop. So all three men liked B&G the best, 
which made Fred feel good. And the women, being cheap dates, liked the Stop and Shop house brand the most. And I discovered that my palette might not be quite as sophisticated as I thought. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, my wonderful wacky family. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button to read more about this book and all the topics it covers. And you'll find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And if you would like to become one of our storytellers, we're always looking for new talent to join the Chicken Soup for the Soul family. Just check the Submit Your Story section of our website to see what we're working on. You'll find writing guidelines there as well so that you can craft the best possible nonfiction story for one of our books. And please come back for our next episode to hear two stories about finding your thankfulness in time for Thanksgiving from our recent bestseller, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Magic of Christmas. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>